Hey, greetings. Talofalava. This is Lantawa Dr. John Peterson. You are listening to the second podcast for the Alofa Movement series. I want to say thank you, Faftai, to all the family and friends out there who checked out the first podcast, the test run, so to speak. Give thanks and praises for that. We got a somewhat cloudy day here in uh, Richfield, Minnesota, just south of Minneapolis. I got my good brethren, uh, Jonathan Mason, here with me today. He's guest number one, special and honored guest number one. Jonathan, how you feeling today? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, blessed and highly favored. Respect. So today's topic that we wanted to talk a little bit about, we had, we had framed out the, or I'd framed out the first podcast that a lot of these talks are going to be about topics that relate to life, uh, love, and leadership and just kind of using those three areas as a as a framework with which to uh, structure some of the conversations today's title of the podcast podcast two is called what's love got to do with it made famous by tina turner back in 1980 something Mm -hmm. tina turner sang that's a great tune love that tune i think she won a grammy for that too my man possibly yep she's she's a force of nature for sure absolutely so, um, yeah, we just wanted to talk a little bit today about what love's got to do with a variety of different things. But more specifically, I was hoping to gather some thoughts and feelings and perspective from you, Jonathan, about how love has an impact on the work that you do, uh, both personally, uh, in terms of your personal life, but also in your professional life and all the various things that you do. Um, I know that you're a small business owner. Right. Yeah. And the name of your business is? Mason Tree. Mason Tree LLC. LLC. Uh, M-A-S-O-N-T-R-E-E. So if I wanted to find out a little bit more about um, your business, how would how would I connect with you? Um, a lot of people right now currently, you know, just started not too long ago. So right now you can co- connect to me um, via Facebook. That's a Jonathan Mason, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-M-A-S-O-N. Or um, you can reach me at um, Jonathan, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-M-M-A-S-O-N at gmail.com. I appreciate that. That's, that's what's up. And what are some of the things that you engage in with your, with your small business? Well, right now, um, currently, I focused in on um, a couple of things that I love to do. Um, and that's to work with wood, um, and try to make a living from it. So, um, you know, working with you and seeing, you know, the work you do as well, um, and with, with, you know, some of your guidance, we, um, kind of put that step forward to get a small business. And so I, and so I got, um, you know, we, um, you know, are trying to create small business and, within the state of Minnesota, definitely within our communities um, of color. But I started the small business and I wanted to kind of detach myself away from the system. Kind of. And so um, what we, what I do is, you know, I make a various, um, you know, skew of, of furniture, but I also um, tie in the mason tree part as a, various branches of what I want to do. So, you know, being a small business owner, I can do virtually whatever I want to do. So I'm, I'm currently, you know, um, a 
community activist. I um, I engage in that. So I'm trying to I tap into the community and I'm you know I'm trying to establish uh, this mindset of small business within the community as well. Respect. So if uh, you're just checking this out um, and you missed the first part of this conversation. I've got a special guest here today, Jonathan Mason, for podcast number two, The Alofa Movement. The title of the podcast is What's Love Got to Do With It? And I was just asking him a little bit about his small business, Mason Tree LLC. It sounds like something that you're passionate about. Absolutely. Yeah. And the and the love that you have, uh, not only for the work, um, but also for the things that you create, mm-hmm. that creative space that you get into when you're creating new things out of what is that's that's special my man right yeah that's a special talent to be able to work with your hands right so give thanks for that so thank you i wanted to put that in there and uh make sure that everybody had a chance to check out jonathan on facebook um and other other forms of social media um definitely been following you for the last couple years and um give thanks to ross c if you're listening out there ross c for making that connection for the two of us to Jonathan and I to get together. So I wanted to talk a little bit today, Jonathan, about, um, so why is love such a critical, if not the most critical component or aspect of who you are as a person and how that impacts what you do? Um, so, so tell me a little bit, tell the folks a little bit about why love is so important, why it matters to well, you so much. Absolutely. So um, I love the title, What's Love Got to Do With It? Because I think uh, love is probably the most important thing you can use to get your message across <clears throat> and to help those who are less fortunate. You know, I, um, I think that, you know, love, the real form of love, um, virtually can fix anything, heal anything, um, and it goes into so many various levels of life that brings um, the masses of people to one common common good, and which which is all of love, um, kind of circumference inside of that. So, for me, I think using love, no matter you know whatever I'm doing, um, whether it's you know. Uh, innocent person being killed, um, whether it's by the police or from somebody within the community. Um, it, and I might not know the individual, but the love inside of me understands that there is a family that's hurting. There's possibly a person who actually did, committed the crime. They're hurting. Um, and so the only way to solve the whole issue is through love. You know, and so I think that, and that's just a small example, but I think love uh, definitely hits every single aspect of each individual's life. I respect. I appreciate that. Um, When I hear you talk, I hear you talk about the importance of not only love of self Mm -hmm. and love of the creator, but also love of the service to those who are less fortunate or those who may not have uh, the same voice mm-hmm. um, or the same opportunity to have right. their voice heard, let's put right. it like that, or the same access. Or, or or have been misled so they're not able to even comprehend what's actually going on 
because of the lack of love yeah. as well. Yeah. So when you talk about love being an important, if not the most important facet of, of who you are as a leader, who's someone or who are a few people in your life that you feel exemplify that mm-hmm. love or that you've learned from as a young man growing up uh, and as a man today? Who, who's been influential in that um, love sense for you? And for me, um, I'm very blessed um, to have a wonderful mother um, that really showed me what love was, <clears throat> but made sure that I was always taken care of no matter the situation growing up. So that she's definitely one of my heroes in that aspect of kind of what figuring out what love was. Um, I had my grandfather as well. He just passed recently, but he showed me, um, a lot of love. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. And you know, my father as well, you know, my father was a really strong, powerful man, showed me a lot of love, strong love, you know, and it wasn't like the, you know, the love that we might see on TV per se, but it's a, a different type of love of showing you what's right and wrong and, and letting you know the dangers behind that. You know, and, you know, sometimes it was aggressive, but I learned most of the most important things in my life through those, um, those teachings. I also, you know, and if I want to expound on people within our society, I would say, uh, you know, we could say Martin Luther King, but I, <clears throat> or, you know, various other people, but I really like to tune in on the people that they um, tend to take out. I want to I wanna figure out why is it so, um, so, um, I don't, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm losing the word right now, but why is it so hard for some to um, understand the concept of love, whether it's different than what we see on TV, mm-hmm. you know? So <clears throat> I would say maybe the Fred Hamptons and some of the Malcolm X's and some, some of the people who were implementing change it might have not been what we per se what we're used to when we're implementing change whether it be, be through voting and it takes 20 30 40 years or whether it be in straight up in someone's face and saying hey enough is enough um, i'm standing with those who are less fortunate and i know what's going on and so let's figure it out now let's do it right it might feel uncomfortable at first but ultimately know that you're transporting this change mm-hmm. in the vehicle of love. And then I'm not going to hold your hand. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you hugs and kisses all day. Mm-hmm. Um, just not going to do it. But I'm going to tell you that um, this is affecting this group of people and this is a better way how to do it. And I'm going to extend the olive branch and show love. But um, but if it's going to be in the... In the um, in comfortability or is it if it's going to be in um something that's going to maintain the status quo i'm not going to be able to do it and so love is going to ultimately keep on evolving us to be a better um uh group of people for humanity so kind of what i hear what i'm hearing you say respect to that is that Sometimes love is light like a feather, but heavy like a rock. Absolutely. And, the way and it's it having hit, those hard conversations as well. And it's hitting you in different ways at different mm-hmm. times with different people. 
And not sometimes, physically sometimes. And it's not physically Oh, no, 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 never. No. Yeah, no, not it, like physically. Yeah, exactly. And, so, and that's what a lot of people are fearful of yeah. because they think it's going to be a physical thing. Right. But it's never that way. Yeah. When, when an individual is, it's hard for an individual who wants to implement change to yeah. say it sometimes because yeah. you're going to ruffle the feathers. But if you're strong enough and you say, hey, hold on. Yeah. We got to yeah. do what's right. Yeah, no, I hear that. I was thinking hitting, like, hitting your oh, heart I, and your I know spirit. That. I know that. Um, but sometimes it does hit you like a freight train, mm-hmm. and it needs to. Mm-hmm. And that that can be humbling mm-hmm. and can provide a different perspective. Uh, how important is it for you? How important is family for you in terms of this whole concept of love, of having everything to do with it? Um, family is absolutely vital you know um one thing i i always take with me in my life and i've always thought about this is each one of us are born into a family not of your choosing you know you don't get to pick your name you don't get to pick your mom or your dad you don't get to pick any of that um but you come into a family and they are expected to teach you what's right Mm -hmm. um just because that was the expectation from the most high and it was handed down and we knew what to do. We, we have the instructions, you know, whether it's, you know, whether your religion is maybe a little different, love is at the center of all of humanity. And so we know the differences of right or wrong. And so I think family with love, typically, you know, you can't, you can't pick your family as well. And when I say that, you might have not a good, not too good family, you know. Family might not be the best, but that gives you an opportunity mm-hmm. um, to say, you know what, it's time for me to step up to the plate. Let me connect the dots. Let me be the glue. Um, whether it be in your own family, direct family, or whether it be with your extended long family. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, I have, I have, you know, I have my direct brother, my blood brother, I would say, but I also have half brothers and sisters, but I call them my brother and sister, you know, it doesn't matter. And I call other people who aren't my blood brothers and sisters. Respect, you're brothers. You know, you're my brother too. Um, but I, ha- you know, sometimes I have to do the extra work. Right. And so I think it. Love is so vital in the family because not only you share characteristics with these people, maybe even some physical attributes, but you also um, have some of the same stories or experiences that you you grew up with. So you can say, oh, you remember this, you remember that. And whether you weren't there, you heard about it, and you had that feeling of being part of this clan or this group, and that's, that's the best part of family and love for me I would say so give me an example of a of a a story or a practice or something that binds together you and your family mm-hmm. whether it's your <clears throat> your you know your nuclear family mm-hmm. uh, your wife and children or mm-hmm. your mom or your brothers and sisters. give me give me a give me a little anecdote um for me something. you know <clears throat> for me I think it's vital um, for us to use love, and we're talking about love, and I, it, it's great that we had this episode because I love love. Um, um, 
But and I love that you love love. love That's a great great. thing, man. Yeah, it's good. And you guys stay tuned. You know, Um, but I just get the start of. We are. We definitely are. And love is huge. And I think um, with your question, you know, with love, you can use it as a weapon. Yeah. You know, and so now that's the meaning process. And when you figure out what love is and how, how strong it is, you're like, wow, man, it's like you're, it's like you're, uh, uh, like you're, uh, I would be your, I I, I want to give a little shout out to the guns, but it's like you're a super gun, you know, love is just gonna just like totally mend a situation. And so whether it's in the community and it's, and it's a rough situation, whether it's, you know, I mean, I've dealt with a lot of you yes, know, you tough, tough situations, not only in the community, but within people's families, my family. But I can say, um, even in a situation where there's a police shooting, I would say. Yeah. And um, understanding that majority of police go to their job, you know, for the love of humanity. They, they want to protect humanity. They want to uphold the law. They want it to be a smooth sailing course society. And sometimes we do have rotten apples and there's situations that happen and we lose love. And so the, the situation may come. You kind of have to bring love back into the situation. And it's it, it kind of little, like you said, ruffles the feathers or it hits you like a freight train and you have to have some uncomfortable conversations. But at the end of it, Every single time that I've experienced, it not only brings the community together, it brings other institutions and other um, facets of our life together as well. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. You know, it's got the facets of change. It's got the capacity to bind. It's got the capacity to humble, to teach. Um, There's a certain level, I think... And what I'm hearing you say of obediency to God mm-hmm. absolutely, and obediency to the creation of family mm-hmm. and knowing that we make mistakes. I absolutely. make mistakes. Oh, yeah. No one's perfect. And uh, that there's an aspect of forgiveness that forgiveness. comes. And, that, and that's another part with that, that I'm going to say is with love, you know, you know, it stings you at first because love loves truth, you know. So when you you're, you 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 rejoice in truth, actually, it says. Um, so when you know what love, is that? The Bible. The Bible. Yeah. And so you know, and we and, and that we're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna have tons of episodes on you know the Bible or a lot of different aspects that we have to get in depth in, and we're gonna you know you know, talk about the specific things that we found or we've uncovered or researched and then we want you to look into it as well. But, um, yes, so we do hear those type of sayings, you know, whether it be the Bible or the Quran or anything else. But, yes, love is patient, love is kind. And, and And now take it from, if you take it from the Bible or wherever, when you know these type of attributes of love, the true love that an individual knows within themselves. So you always are looking for the the right, the truth, the peer within yourself. So even if it's a little kid at a school, and I've dealt with this a lot of times, a kid knows when you might even be doing your job, but you're trying to do it in a way that is not in a loving manner. Right. And so 
and, and if a kid can pick up on it, an adult definitely can pick up on it. And so love rejoices in truth, but also on the back end finishes with forgiveness. Yes, you know? sir. And so bringing that's the whole completion of the whole the solution, the the problem in the solution. And when you're coming into it, not being arrogant, showing yeah. love and kindness and forgiveness, you really you can really do some major things, which is getting, like I said earlier, all of humanity and society on this course of evolving to being a better person. Yeah, respect on that. You know, I remember when I was uh, working at Edison High School over in Northeast Minneapolis. And, and I used to work there as well. I know you did. But not at the same time. Not at the same time, yeah. We were just kind of past each other. Um, but I can remember a young man, um, I'll just call him T, and uh, he came to us from Chicago, and he was a young black brother, and just a beautiful individual, and he was just having a hard time with that first semester of school, that sophomore year, and I think he was not doing well in some of his classes, and I looked at him and, and saw such potential and such talent in him, um, but I don't know that I always expressed to him in the right way and rejoicing in truth mm-hmm. about the love that I had for mm-hmm. him as a young man and as a person. And, what, and so, it, if I could stop yeah. you, why do you feel why do you feel that was? And and I would even go a little further and say, you know, I, I know this is off the bat, but oh, okay. I would love to ask, do you think, is it because of the system and how many sometimes the ties where they try to have us not be able to be so personable with the student? Oh, I definitely think that was part of it. I think part of it, too, is that I had not really spent a lot of time working in an urban uh, educational setting. Mm -hmm. And so there were things that I said and did Mm -hmm. that I look back on now, seven, eight, nine years later, and say, wow, I could have done that differently. Right. You know? And I um, think in life, that's with everybody. You know, you kind of, hindsight, they always say it's 2020. That's right. So I think even within the systematic things, you start to try to emulate this system in ways to be successful or and it's not you I'm just saying a no, person. I get it. and what happens is sometimes you you're stuck in the catch 22 in a yeah. hard spot especially when you're having to whether it's uphold the law as a police officer or make sure as they a get, per- students are getting to class on time right, class students are getting to class on time <laughs> yeah. it's their fifth time yeah and, and so I came might- down on, I came down on absolutely ter- this is like the fourth or fifth time right in the day yeah and I came down hard on ter- mm-hmm. on my, my guy and uh you know after I was finished he looked at me and I realized man, I'm not doing this the right way. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the, I looked at this young man. And I said, you know what? I want to tell you something. I screwed this up. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking mm-hmm. at this through the lens of love. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask for your forgiveness and yeah. apologize to you yeah. for the way that I just treated you as an administrator at this school. And you know what he did? He started crying. Mm-hmm. He'd never had somebody in a school actually say, that they were sorry for the way that they had been treating him. Or even with that whole, and that's huge. Because and I, and I, I, I got emotional about it too. And I think Mr. The Dean that was there as well, 
I think you know the brother. Um, I won't say his name, but just know that uh, he's a, a great staff person in Minneapolis Public Schools. I was at Edison for a hot minute. Um, I don't know. I just think the power of forgiveness uh-huh. is so intrinsically linked to mm-hmm. love. And sometimes... No matter the status or title. No. You don't have to have a degree from a college or a university uh-huh. to know the importance of forgiveness and love. Right. And, right. and, and knowing when I've made a mistake mm-hmm. and I need to seek for forgiveness right. through a genuine and authentic apology, right. not knowing how that person may accept it, may accept it or not accept it because may not everybody's going to forgive right. some of the stuff that's been going on out in the community, but in communities. Yeah. in communities. And that's, in, but I think also with the initiation of being able to get over the first hump of saying sorry or asking for forgiveness, which which initiates the activation of love. Yeah, whether I like it, that. Like it, it, and it does. I like that. It does. And, and whether it, it's right away, whether it's twenty day years down the line, or if maybe it's never. That individual knows that person was at least he tried to make the right wrong, yeah. or the wrong right. What I should say, but yeah, you know. yeah, make the wrong right. You know, I like that initiates. Or activates. And How activates. did you say that? And, and I said, and did you just say you said it, the, the 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 apology initiates and, and activate. Oh right, and initiates and then activates love. Yeah, it activates love within the, the situation. And right there, that's the first. That's the hardest part. Somebody's yeah. pride. You know, you in you could easily, and I'm sure he's already had experiences as well. But you could easily said, you know. I came down hard on you. It's your fifth time. The situation was ideally right for me to do so. I might have maybe thought, okay, he might have missed the bus or whatever the case would be. It was. It was not going to math class, right? And so, and that's and something that you take important. That's something maybe. It's a, and then this is another thing: our experiences. So who knows if you maybe were, and I'm not saying you were, but an uh, individual wasn't able to get math class and now you you keep on seeing this kids get math class and you know how vital math is you're like hey get in there so you know it's all of our experiences but also when you all of our experience filtered through love that's right it's a it's a beautiful thing man that's right well i think we're we're about 15 20 minutes into this i'm just wondering I'm curious, Jonathan, um, what you think other leaders need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps they're leaders who lead through the lens of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps they're leaders who maybe have lost their way a little bit mm-hmm. and need to refine that path mm-hmm. of working through and with love as a primary as the number one tool for doing work whether it's an education or you mentioned uh police officers or or any any particular profession field or profession right what's one thing or two things or whatever you think would be helpful for folks to know in terms of like the what right i think you know um 
and we can even talk about the activation of love, was, you know, so, there's most leaders, you know, are wanting um, to change society. Most of the time, I, when I hear them, they want to change it for the betterment of society. Whether the two groups like it or not, there's a, typically two main groups that like it or not. Um, but right now, you know, we see we see the clear-cut issues within our society. We have to problem-solve, okay? We got to problem-solve through a lot of things that we haven't dealt with, per se. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and these conversations are going to be really tough, okay? And leaders, I would say, um, go into these situations not knowing the solution. Mm -hmm. Okay, and not understanding how this activates, and so when you 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 go into these situations and you're trying to lead, and you have no specific plan or any solution, and you're not really using love, it's it's a big mess. It, mm -hmm. It's really chaotic, and so um and and what we're seeing in society people pick up on that they pick up on it instantly you know if, if like do you really, do you really do love it. do you really love and how do you love the communities that make up minneapolis right. st paul right south minneapolis north side east st paul right and it's and it's and it's directly going to the issues the disparities it's looking and pinpointing these issues and listening to these communities as well and saying hey what are the issues? Okay, let me humble myself wherever I am, if I'm whether I'm in control or not, or even understanding your community, saying, "What are you guys struggling with?" Okay, right. So it's not coming into the situation with a already prefabricated or preformulated yeah. idea Bingo. of what the problem is mm -hmm. within a particular mm -hmm. community or set of communities, yeah. but actually going in. Being curious that is based, and that, wondering about what do you think uh -huh. the problems are right. and being honest with the feedback. With the feedback and understanding that <clears throat> the feedback might um, mean that we're creating some of the issue. Mm -hmm. Being the systematic people who are trying to come into these um, areas and trying to help. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, I would say, once again, we got to fall back on love. But also be aggressive and be on the offense when it's trying to solve these issues. Sometimes, most of the time, wonderfully designed and, and, it's, and it's, it's thought through. And so now when, when communities who have been expressed and are feeling these oppressive things um, feel that you aren't genuine, and you come in and you're trying to, and most of the time it's greed or whether it's in, and some people. Or self-interest. Self-interest. Greed. And self-interest. And whether it's an individual trying to better themselves and move up the ladder that many people do when they want it because they want to get a resume. Typically when you want to go to a resume, you got to do servitude. Remember, uh, and this is another thing I wanted to talk about, even with love. Love, the greatest of all, is love. And and servitude is vital. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, if we go back into the Bible, if we want to talk about that, we remember that Jesus washed the feet. 
He was down with the... Um, You'll have to excuse the banging in the background. That's the electricians. <laughs> yeah, we're getting all Sorry about that. Getting we keep it real up in here, folks. Hey, hey, we're not faking the funk. Uh, nope, hey, got the electrician <laughs> in here. Got the... Uh, getting all reconnected. <laughs> but, um, but you guys hear us now, so we're connected. Yeah, we're good. Um, but just to expound on that, just, you know... Um, and... I, I kind of lost my train of thought on that one. No, so I think what you were saying is that, um, you know, leaders that come in mm-hmm. with the lens of love mm-hmm. are already coming in with 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 servitude. Yeah, like a like a feeling, authentic feeling of service, mm-hmm. not only in what they say but in what they do, do and their actions, their so, actions. So the least, the lost, and the lonely as. My good friend Jim Nelson would say, mm-hmm. you know, how are we treating through the lens of love and service the folks that maybe need our help the most? They And, and they definitely do. Um, history tells us that they do. Okay, it's simple, you know. And so whether people want to accept it, where do we want to go? No problem's too big that love can't solve. That's right. And so... Using love as, a, like I said earlier, going on the fence and using it as a weapon to knock these doors down. Saying, why can't these people get housing? Or why mm-hmm. can't these students get extra lunches? Or why lunch is so expensive? Or why aren't the taxes going to certain areas? You, we, That's love going to ask. Love is going to make us ask those ask questions. Ask those tough questions. Yeah, absolutely. God, respect. So... I've covered some good territory today in this did. second session. I want to say thank you for sharing your thoughts. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, much love. Yeah, and I got love for you, my man. You too, man. Yeah, yeah good for man. real. For good real. Man out I, here, man. I, I just, I know that your heart is in the right place mm-hmm. and that you come with the truth mm-hmm. and you come with the love mm-hmm. and you make no apologies about the justice that. Mm-hmm. That needs to that, be done. That needs to be done. Yeah, that, right. That, that needs and, to be sought out and right. and and achieved yeah. before we can have any sense of uh, peace. Right. You know, and, as and, a, and as I think, and, and we also know that peace, ideally, um, if you know, peace is going to be really hard to get to establish all the time. That's the goal, um, but we have to let love purify purify our society so we are seeing that a purification in our society right now whether it be the me too movement or another thing it's it's tightening up people's behaviors cameras technology and people are going having to now start cutting off the evil things within them whether Mm -hmm. it be society or whatever the case may be and um are there still going to be people to try to circumvent that? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think that the more that we push forward in love, finding solutions to these loopholes of evil, evil, mm-hmm. whether it be another, another example, um, our paid public servants, you know, a body cam, you know, it, it's, it might be a little thing, but the, a transparency and accountability is huge for people who have been victimized. Yep. Yeah. You know, they that builds that builds the trust between communities. And why not wear a camera for mm-hmm. a police officer? You're a paid public servant with taxpayer money. Why not 
just like a, a cheap, uh, you know, a person at a hospital that's on camera in the hallway or, you know, whatever the case may be, having that, that pure and authentic, transparent um, conversation, whether, wherever it is. So, you know, you know, just kind of using love to kind of help us um, keep evil out by all, by all means necessary. Yeah. And it's not like you said, it's. Sometimes not just asking the question about why, but asking why wouldn't we do that? Why not? Why not? It's why, why not? Why not build? Why not take the steps, big or small, big and small, mm-hmm. to build greater transparency, accountability, and connections. And ultimately, connections and trust. Yeah, trust. Because ultimately, we want true and genuine trust as human beings. You know, the moment you can. Feel, the moment you feel vulnerable in a situation, whether you're a woman or a man or whatever the case may be, and if I just want to use an example like with policing, you know, it's a huge, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard relationship, especially if you're in the community in the community of people with, in color because mm-hmm. you know of the history of um, policing in our society. So, you know. Absolutely. And some folks... Some folks are aware of that history, more so, and other folks are a little less aware of that mm-hmm. history. And so, it might be something we have to touch upon definitely. a little more deeply mm-hmm. in another in another session. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much. I appreciate Welcome you. Welcome to the Lofa Movement, the Love Absolutely. Movement. And uh, today we had uh, my esteemed colleague and uh, friend and brother in the work, uh, Jonathan Mason. Uh, if you didn't check out the first part of the podcast, uh, check out uh, Jonathan Mason on Facebook and also connect with him through his LLC small business, Mason Tree LLC. My name is Leah Tawa, Dr. John Peterson, and uh, I hope you all have a blessed uh, end of the week. It's Friday, um, and I just uh, want to say thank you to everyone, family, friends, and other folks who uh, who are listening out there. I'm going to leave this little leave this little last tidbit for you. Uh, 1954, on this date, the U.S. Supreme Court rules in Brown versus Board of Education, Topeka, that racial segregation in public schools is unconstitutional, sparking massive white resistance and violence. Mm. And so when we talk about the movement, we talk about ending segregation and living in a the most integrated and beautiful and loving society that we can create, not only for ourselves, but for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and all those that come after us, and in honor and respect of all those that have worked so hard and so tirelessly, blood, sweat, and tears before us. Absolutely. Respect. Have a great day, everybody, and uh, check us out, the Alofa Movement. Got to log back in here. And... uh, Yeah, one love, respect, peace out.